Well, it's Tuesday in Mona. We're actually in the same room in the same city at the same time, which is really remarkable. It's wonderful. It's shocking. <laughs> it, it, it is shocking. Uh, not as shocking as the Mayor Rudy story, though. Oh, I mean, I, there's like really important things we could be talking about here. We could talk about the debt ceiling. We could talk about Ukraine. I'm sorry. We, we have to talk about Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Did something happen yeah. in like the space-time continuum somewhere around 2015 where everything just became insane and everybody became the worst versions of what you feared they could possibly be? Yes, but I'm wondering on a more practical level, what if there was such a thing as Viagra poisoning? <laughs> I mean, the excessive use of Viagra, does it actually do something to your brain? Does it rewire you? I. I mean, kind of knew that, that Rudy was off the rails, but I mean, this is one of those things where you, you read it and you go, this is genuinely shocking stuff, but yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> so Rudy, all, of Randy those, Rudy. all of those recordings that she had uh, with his permission yeah. throughout the document, he keeps saying, and she was, you know, he told her that she had his permission to record. And he said all of these incredibly incriminating things. He revealed confidences about Law clients, I mean, well, I think they already took away his law license, so that's probably moot at this point. But now he's looking at a possible, again, I don't know if there would be criminal charges brought as a result of this. This is a civil case, but she's asking for $10 million. It is, uh, I mean, the rapes, the forced oral sex. She had to be Not at his beck and call. Yeah. Right. She had to be at his beck and call 24-7 during COVID. You know, they improvised. Um, Rudy was willing to be flexible so that when they did their Zoom meetings, Charlie, mm -hmm. she had to undress in front of the camera. Okay, so <laughs> I'm a Midwesterner, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not privy to all the things that Washington insiders know, but oh. I'm guessing that some of this was kind of an open secret. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up, and since this is just between us here, there was a profile of her a couple of years ago in one of the magazines. I can't remember which one. And I remember thinking at the time, why are they writing this? What is it? What is the point? Of, what are they sort of suggest? It was very delicately done. Mm. The editor had basically said no innuendo whatsoever. But it was you read between the lines and you go, what is going on here with, you know, this old goat mayor and this young, attractive woman who goes everywhere with him? What 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 is the point of the article? And so I'm guessing that people kind of knew. Yeah, this is what, what's been going on. The other big winner here. Is apparently Borat was a documentary. Yeah, I mean, do, do, do you remember the scene where he's I on the bed? Do. So what she, what she is describing is exactly that scene mm -hmm. in the movie, and we thought that that was pretty bad, right? Yes, we did. And 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 people went, okay, so there's Rudy Giuliani being this way, but it's Borat and whatever, and and, and we sort of forgot about it, and it's kind of circling back, but. I mean, we, we could spend we could spend the entire show talking about the various salacious elements, but it is interesting in terms of substance. The selling of pardons yes. for two million dollars, which is a specific number, mm -hmm. and that the only way you can sell a pardon is if you have a president who is also in on the deal and is willing to give you uh, the pardon. So I just wonder. I mean, that that strikes me as the one that would have the most uh, actual significance in the real world. So, do you mind if we just skip ahead a couple steps? Please. Okay. Here's the Federalist. Here's American Greatness. Here's Fox mm. News. They're going to say, well, what were you born yesterday? Everybody sells Everybody pardons. Everybody does it. And 
you know, at least he gave pardons to the right people like Joe Arpaio and uh, war criminals, uh, our uh, American war criminals. So, you know, I guess he's on the right track and this is all just fine. I want our listeners to know this is not satire. This, <laughs> this is actually a prediction. Actually, I was thinking of something you wrote and I mentioned it in the podcast with Will yesterday. The, the deep psychological need that these folks have to, to, make, to make the world as dark as possible because how do you defend this stuff? How do you rationalize this stuff? Unless you say, yes, but the other guy is just as bad or even worse. So there's a deep psychological need for the Hunter Biden laptop to be a big deal. There's a deep psychological need for the Biden crime, crime family. family. And, and there's going to be this deep you know, psychological need to say, well, this is no different than X. Now, of course, this is like another step, but we have seen so many steps, right? So we're going to be hearing a lot about Bill Clinton. And the blowjobs in the Oval Office, right? Well, that's that's a given. Oh, by that, the way, he old. says in the uh, according to the document that that that's he liked getting blowjobs while he was on the, phone, the phone with people because it made him feel like Bill Clinton. The depravity here is uh, kind of bottomless. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I I, I, I agree <laughs> with you here, and, and I th- I think it's for people who are you know are, are wondering you know what is the obsession on the right with doing all of this? If you have to defend all the things that Trump does and what he says and the way he treats women, that there is a point where that becomes difficult. That becomes a pretty heavy burden. So the release is to say, oh, but your guy and the darker you can make it, the better. So I'm just waiting for what, what would I owe you with the first time? Is it, is it going to be American greatness or Federalist saying, <laughs> so he sold pardons, get over it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's... um. It is true that human beings um, have a difficult time believing that they're on the bad guy side. Um, they they have to believe. They don't want to. They don't want to. Most, all, except for a few really, really uh, pathological people. Most people have a need to rationalize. Um, oh, who was that? Robert Heinlein, the uh, yeah. science fiction writer who said, man is not a rational, but a rationalizing animal. And we, um, we do have a need to think that we're doing right in some dimension. And so here you have the most disgusting, lying, narcissistic, cruel, crude horror show of a human in Donald Trump that they have made their cult leader. And it does have to cause some rumbling in the tummy, some discomfort. And so, as you say, as I said in that earlier piece, that's why they desperately need to portray Biden as corrupt. It's just, it's a necessity. And the fact is, you know, Comer released this report about the Biden crime family. And having built it up as, you know, they're going to have the goods. They have subpoena power now. They looked through all the documents. Bombshells, Charlie. And what did they find? They found, yeah, there was some trading on the name Biden when he was vice president. Shocking. That does happen. It's not right. It's not good. It's not good. It does happen. But they found nothing tying it to the president. By the way, can I digress for a second? I have a bee in my bonnet. Okay. Here we go. The use of the term Mr. President toward Trump is completely wrong on so many levels. And, you know, I 
Caitlin Collins is a great gal, great, you know, uh, correspondent, whatever. She did a fine job at that, except for the continual of Mr. President. Mr. President. She kept addressing him as Mr. President, which is, okay, so first of all, according to protocol, right, which you can look up at the Department of State, like how do you address yeah. people? I did this the other day just for funsies. Your, your majesty, your excellency. <laughs> all that. No. You know? So it turns out that there are certain titles that you do get to keep for life, like general. You get to be a general, you get to be an admiral, you get to keep that title even when you're ambassador? retired. Is it ambassador, I think, becomes the honorable okay. after they leave right. office. Okay. But president does not, and mayor, those because it could be confusing. There's only one mayor at a time of a city, there's only one president of the United States at a time. It could be confusing to call somebody Mr. President. We only have one at a time. So it's not supposed yeah, to be a allowed. There is a reason for it. But the other reason is that it grants him a level of dignity and respect that uniquely among former presidents, he has demonstrated he does not merit. By the way, Harry Truman, when he left the Oval Office, so when Eisenhower left the presidency, mm -hmm. he just asked people to call him General Eisenhower. Okay? He didn't ask for the Mr. Yeah. President thing. And Truman, when he left the White House, said, Mr. Truman. Call me Mr. Truman. There seems something like profoundly democratic about that. Exactly. That, that you become Mr. Truman again. Yeah. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. 